0: parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist and each week on Letters from Your Dog we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here, let's get to the episode. Hi, welcome back to Letters from Your Dog, I'm Holly from Paws Up Dogs and it's good to have you here. So today I'm going to be talking about my first 10 months with my puppy Strudel can't believe she's 10 months absolutely bad before we get to that though just a quick little note for any dog trainers or professionals that are listening we do also have a separate podcast for you guys so it's called training dogs training people and keeping our beep together (laughs) and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts okay so let me tell you about strudel so strudel is now a 10 month old liamberger puppy she is absolutely adorable she's so sweet and kind and just full of joy she is very good at helicopter tail if you know what I mean by that so her tail does full 360 degree circles at most things (laughs) Um, and I wanted to share my first 10 months of her with you today hopefully to help anyone who feels a huge amount of pressure to do a ton of training with their puppy so there's nothing wrong with training your puppy I have a puppy training course which you're welcome to take if you would like to called puppy parenting 101 I work with lots of people who want to train their puppies however I personally when I have a puppy I don't do a heck of a lot of training for quite some time so strudel is 10 months now and the cues that she has learned in 10 months are her name. So if I call her name, she comes running. (laughs) She knows what go settle means. So if I say go settle, she will go and lie down and settle down somewhere. She has learnt inadvertently what do you want your breakfast means. (laughs) So I didn't teach her that deliberately, but she's definitely learnt that one for sure. Um, She also knows a hand touch and apples oranges bananas which is a really fun game that you'll have heard me speak about on the podcast before so, just a handful of things, less than five, in, fa- in fact. And if you compare that to some of my older dogs, so Riggs has something like 80 cues, I think, that he knows. The other girls probably have somewhere between 50 and 60, because we do loads of tricks and fun stuff, and it all builds up. You don't even realize if you've actually sat down, if you've got an adult dog and you've done a fair bit of training with them, if you actually sat down and wrote it all down, you'd be like, wow, your vocabulary is actually quite impressive. So, they, they do learn lots of things and they do pick up lots of things. And if you do live with multiple dogs, they for sure learn from each other. Dogs are definitely social learners. So she's learned things like sit and down. I didn't teach her either of those, but she's learned them from copying the other dogs. So why haven't I done much training with my puppy? Well, the main reason is I don't want to put too much structure into her young brain, into her young brain too quickly. So my main focus has been on her feeling confident, feeling safe in the world, building a connection with me. Tons and tons and tons of play. We do loads of play together, play of her toys. And for example, I've never taught her to drop, but she will drop automatically because of the way that we have played together so we'll play tug 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 and then when I just slightly release any pressure on the toy she just drops out of her mouth so I could have spent months teaching a drop cue but instead I just used the hand to just drop the toy myself and she was like oh okay I'll drop it then (laughs) now that won't work for every dog but for her it has and so I don't need to focus too much on teaching that cue for example so the reason that i wanted to focus on those things is because i think often we as pet parents we feel this huge pressure to be teaching for example really close heel walk um walking out and about or to have our dogs under voice cue for all of these different situations and all of these different things. And I think it's a lot for them. It's kind of like if you put a very young child into a secondary school environment, for example, it would be too much. It would be, the sessions would be too long. The teaching would be too intense and too difficult. And ultimately their brains would be like, wow, this is, this is too much for me to cope with. So that's why I did very little. Now, I did, however, do a fair amount of what I refer to as silent training. (laughs) So in silent training, that's basically lots and lots of rewarding for things that aren't cued, but are basically choices that she is making there's not me interfering at all she's making these choices and i'm choosing to reward them if they are things that i think will benefit for her or that will benefit me (laughs) or our relationship together so for example we're out and about she's been off the lead since the first time she went to the park and um, I do that with all my puppies young puppies will not leave you they will stay very very close and so from very very tiny I have them off the lead so that way it's not a big deal when they finally come off they don't bolt because they've always had that experience of being off and coming in close so bit of silent training off the lead auto check-ins To this day, every single time Strudel has chosen either to turn and look at me when she's off the lead, to come back to me, every single time I have rewarded her. I've rewarded her with toys, with treats, with running, with playing, with all kinds of things, just to make her understand that every single time she comes back to me or engages me, with me in some way shape or form out and about wonderful things happen so inadvertently I've taught a recall without a word (laughs) so she's essentially recalling herself so that's the first thing the second thing is disengagement from exciting things so you know there's lots of things that are exciting to young puppies or lots of dogs in general adult dogs so if we're out and about in an environment and there's something really exciting happening like a squirrel or another dog maybe two dogs playing people making noise or because she's quite a distinctive dog she's a Big dog, you don't see many Liam burgers around, and so often we'll hear, oh my god, and it's someone that loves dogs that's seen her from across the road and wants to come and say hi to her, which is fine. But of course, if she hears that, oh my gosh, she assumes it's for her even when it's not. (laughs) And so she starts to get excited because she knows they're gonna come say hi, that she's gonna be able to greet them and she's gonna get loads of scratches, and she loves people. So that in of itself is quite exciting. so each and every time that she has successfully disengaged stop looking stop listening stop stalking whatever it is that might be happening and just glanced at me I've made a big deal out of that so I've always got treats on me she's very food motivated she loves toys too but probably food a little bit more I would say especially chicken thighs that's like number one right now (laughs) um and I reward heavily for that so any kind of disengagement definitely the other side of that coin is any kind of quiet engagement. So For example, where we live, we have a lift in our building or an elevator and it's a small space. So if we're coming down or up in the lift and it stops on one of the floors and someone else gets in, that is very exciting for her. And she desperately wants to say hi to them. And not everyone wants to say hello to her, understandably. So any kind of quiet engagement. So she's able to just stand there without getting in their face without trying to jump at them looking at them and then maybe looking away she doesn't even have to look at me but I will reward the ability to just quietly be in that small space with someone she desperately (laughs) wants to say hi to the same with dogs so if we greet a dog in the garden or out and about or wherever we might be we've got a big communal garden where we live it may be that actually she's you know straining to get to them probably wouldn't reward that but if she is able to be calm maybe she kind of gets distracted and has a bit of a sniff in a bush or something I would 100% be rewarding that same in the car so we've she's been very good actually we did lots of car travel when she was a youngster and she's pretty calm in the car we did have a couple of weeks where she started whining a little bit don't know what that was about it was just a phase luckily but it went away again and um, and so I reward her with my voice all the time for being calm in the car so as we're driving along every time she lies down voluntarily because she's on the back seat I will say good girl Um, and even just her sort of looking calmly out of the window I'll do some singing in the car we'll sing along to the radio and just any kind of calmness again rewarding it verbally or with food if it's safe to do so because I love that. I don't want to be driving along and have her barking out of the car at things that she's seeing, or whining, or crying, or getting really excited at the thought of going for a walk because that's quite stressful and it's distracting. If I'm trying to drive and she's barking or whining, that's going to be distracting to me and it's not safe. So the fact that she's choosing to be calm is amazing, and I'm definitely going to reward that. couple more so being okay with touch so we, again we haven't done training on this but since she was a baby every time i've touched her i've made it a pleasant experience it's been short-lived she's been rewarded for it it's been part of a game it's been touch and chase or touch and, and sing a little song we've got lots of songs all about strudel with her name in <laughs> that i've just made up um usually some kind of version of strudel do i won't sing to you i will spare you that horror um, um, but yes, any, any time that I touch her and she's okay with it, I tell her what a good girl she is. Um, and the last one is leaving rubbish alone. So like most puppies, as a youngster, she wanted to pick up everything in the street. Now, again, I haven't taught a leave it cue. I may do at one at some point, but I haven't just yet. And the reason for that is because that is a cue that asks a lot of a dog. It is intense impulse control or self-control, whatever you wanna call it. And it's really hard, especially for a young dog. And I think when we try and teach that when they're very, very little, it's putting a lot of control on them and often they fail a lot and then they end up getting punished and it's just it's not nice for anyone so of course there are going to be situations where you you don't want your dog to pick something up that absolutely that's going to be a situation and so you may go on to teach that in the future and I definitely may do that probably will um but for now if we're walking along I'm very vigilant to what's on the ground and if I see her seeing interest in something, I'll just stop before we get there. And when she disengages, I will praise her, praise her, praise her. And as I'm praising her, I'm walking past the thing and rewarding as I go. So, by the time we've finished eating, we're already past it. And then I might stop again and let her look back at it. And again, when she reengages with me, we're rewarding that as well. So. I'm teaching a lot of the things that you may teach formally, a recall, leaving food, um, disengagement, for example. However, they aren't trained. They are. I'm making use of her fantastic choices that she makes every single day. Not all of them are fantastic, obviously, but the ones that are get highly, highly rewarded. So they happen more frequently. And that's as simple as it can be often we really overcomplicate things and we come up with this huge list of stuff that we have to work through now there is a difference between doing a list of fun things with your dog that you enjoy and it's great fun so my canine connection members some of them are working through difficulties but others of them are members simply because there are loads of fun games to do with your dog in canine connection they don't always have to be fixing a problem it can simply be just having fun with your dog However, remember that that can be all you do if you really want to. You don't have to be spending loads of time doing loads of really strict and really regimented training. And that's the path currently that I have decided to take with Strudel. Okay, so have there been any problems? Have there been any difficulties? Good question. So up until about a month ago, I would say no, nothing. She has been a dream (laughs) and then about a month ago she started her first season and she was okay actually because my other dogs when they've had their first season they've been quite upset and quite withdrawn I didn't really notice any change like that with her however a couple of weeks in There was a change and this was a very sudden very intense frustration and desire to get to other dogs now not necessarily sexually motivated i don't mean it like that but just any dog so strudel has always loved dogs she's very playful she's very sweet she likes playing with other dogs and for her size which is substantial (laughs) she's very gentle especially with little dogs however Whereas before she was doing all of that beautiful disengagement when we saw other dogs um, and playing sometimes, about a month ago, all of a sudden it was, oh my gosh, I have to get to that dog. If I can't get to that dog for whatever reason, we are on a lead, the other dog doesn't want to be greeted, whatever it might be, or we're going in a different direction maybe, intense and sudden frustration. So kind of getting up onto her back legs, lunging and straining forward to get to the dog and depending on the situation, sometimes barking, sometimes whining. Now In of itself, I don't really care about the barking and the leaping. There's definitely things that we can do to help her with that. But what I do care about is how she's feeling. And that is definitely frustrated. And that is definitely a new thing. So you might think, oh, well, if you'd done some more training when she was younger, could you have prevented this? Well, maybe. But to be honest, actually we have done some of that training because we've done some of that disengagement work, some of that kind of silent training. So what I'd rather think of it is it's just a natural part of development we all develop a little bit differently there is no coincidence in my mind when this started when her first season started she's also coming up to a year so entering the teenage phase a little bit later for for giant breed dogs because they're still growing until they're three in some cases (laughs) so it's a normal part of development and it can be very easy to be scared and worried and oh my gosh have I got an aggressive dog if you're in this situation, please don't worry. You have a teenage dog, likely, and there are lots and lots of things that we can do to help them through this stage. But the real key is to try and manage some of your own emotions. So 15 years ago, if I'd been in this situation, I'd have been so embarrassed when other people were looking, so worried about what people thought of me, what people thought of my dog, worried about what I was going to do to, quote, fix the problem. Whereas now I'm like, eh, we'll get through it. (laughs) Um, I am upping the value of the food that I've got with me. I'm still rewarding that disengagement. And if I need to, I'm using distractions to get her to move away if I feel like she's locked on or fixated, or if a trigger has popped up just a little bit too close for me to be able to kind of get her attention. So, Moving forward, what are we going to focus on? Well, that is probably the first thing we're going to focus on. I want her to feel comfortable and calm in the presence of other dogs because it's not nice feeling frustrated. No one likes that feeling. Um, Often you'll hear in dog training, don't let your dog practice the behavior you don't want. So in this situation, don't let your dog practice lunging at other dogs. I don't really care what behavior she does I don't want her rehearsing feeling that emotion feeling that intense frustration now there's nothing I can do to stop her from feeling frustrated sometimes that is part of being alive but I don't want her to feel like that every day or multiple times a day that's not nice so I'm going to work on that specifically I've got a few tricks up my sleeve that I can try I'll see what works best for her and that's going to be our main focus And then we're just going to do more of what we've already been doing. Lots and lots of fun, lots of connection based activities, lots of things that make her happy, make me happy and that we can enjoy together. Often we get so stuck on the things that we have to train. You know what? Strudel loves being on the beach. Actually, it's really funny where I live locally. There's a big park that we go to sometimes and it's mainly kind of wooded. However, I don't know why, but there's one patch that's sand, um, I think where they were digging or something, digging up the path. And (laughs) as soon as her paws touch the sand, she's so funny. She's like really skittish, racing around. Anyone that's watching always, always laughs. Um, So she loves sand. So going to the beach for the day, for example, can be a really nice one. And I'm not too far from the beach. I can get there in about an hour and a half. So that's very, very doable especially as we go into kind of autumn and winter there's fewer people around, children are back at school, so it's a really nice time. If you do have a dog-friendly beach close by where you can take them, but whatever you and your dog love to do, that would be my focus. Um next week on the podcast we are going to be talking a little bit more about adolescent dogs and specifically how to live with them, love them, work with them. So if you do have one at the moment or it's an area of interest for you, make sure you check out next week's episode as well. Okay. That's all for now. Take care. Bye.